Welcome to Science is Fun E. I'm your host, Private, a.k.a. Avery. I'm nine years old and currently in the fourth grade. Joining me today is Skipper, a.k.a. Craig, who is going bold and forgets things. Not funny, Private. <laughs> kind of funny, Skip. Skip, I have to go to the doctor's and get a shot this afternoon. I'm afraid it's going to hurt. Why do I have to get a stupid shot anyway? Private, I could tell you all the reasons why you need to get your shots. But before we do that, let's do a little historical research about what it was like before we had vaccinations. Okay, but I still don't want to. So, Private, what was it like before we had vaccinations? Wow, Skip, it was horrible. People got sick and died from all kinds of sicknesses I never even heard of. Well, the reason why you never heard of those diseases is because they're so rare now that people forget how bad it really was. Yeah, the disease called polio can cause paralysis and death. It crippled or killed more than 35,000 people in the 1940s and the 1950s. It's the disease that eventually killed President Roosevelt toward the end of World War. Wow, that's terrible. What caused it and how did it spread? Skip, polio was a virus. It spread from person to person or by eating or drinking food and and water that has the virus in it. So how come we don't hear too much about polio today, Private? It was because of two men, Dr. Salk and Dr. Sabin. They made vaccines against the polio virus, and when more and more people got vaccinated, polio gradually disappeared. Since 1994, there's been no polio in all of North and South America. Since 2002, there's been no polio in Europe. In India, polio caused between 500 and 1,000 cases each day, but since vaccines came along, there have been no cases for the last eight years. Well, Skip, those polio vaccines are great. Thank you, Dr. Salk and Dr. Sabin? You got that right, Private. I remember when the first polio vaccine came out. I was only six or seven years old. My parents were so afraid of that polio virus, we lined up and waited for over an hour to get the vaccine. Skip, there are vaccines for many mentally deadly diseases, not just polio. Oh, that's true. Could you give us a quick look at some of them? Sure. There's a vaccine called DPT. It works against diphtheria, a disease that can cause swelling of the heart and death, pertussis, or whooping cough can cause an infection in the lungs and death. And tetanus? Tetanus can cause your muscles to contract so strongly that they can actually break your bones. And of course it can cause death. Skip, these diseases really scare me. Private, you've been vaccinated. You don't have to worry about getting any of them. In the late part of the 20th century, vaccinations helped to reduce the incidence of childhood pertussis in the United States to almost zero. Unfortunately, today, the number of cases of whooping cough has increased 20 times what it used to be, resulting in numerous fatalities in children. But Skip, why? What happened? Why are kids now dying of a disease that was almost wiped out? It doesn't make any sense. Nope, it doesn't make sense to me either. But somewhere along the last 30 years, people stopped vaccinating their kids against it. So it started to come back. Skip, that's crazy. Why would parents do that? Well, during that time, many parents were told that the vaccines were dangerous, and they believed it. So they stopped vaccinating their children against pertussis and many other diseases because they were afraid of the vaccines, not the disease they prevented. This caused some of those diseases to come back and start killing again. But shouldn't people be more afraid of the disease than the vaccine? The disease can kill people. The vaccine is just a shot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. But remember, the vaccines did such a good job of getting rid of many diseases that a lot of parents were ignorant of how deadly those diseases were. Remember, Private, ignorance can kill. Stupid people. No, Private, ignorant people. What's the difference? Well, stupid indicates they know all the facts and still make the wrong choice. 
Ignorant means they don't know the facts and make the wrong choice. Hmm, yeah, I'm still not so sure about the difference. Well, do you know how a microwave oven works? No, not really. Do you? Yes, but that's beside the point. So we could say that in the case of how a microwave oven works, you are ignorant, but doesn't mean you're stupid. You just don't know. Everybody is ignorant of something because no one knows everything. Except me, of course. That's not funny, Skip. It's kind of funny, Private. It's very important, especially in the case of vaccinations, to know the risks of not getting the vaccine versus the risks of getting the vaccine. So where can people go to get the information they need to make the best choices? Well, the very best place is the Center for Disease Control and the FDA. The FDA is responsible for protecting the public health by making sure that drugs, vaccines, and other products we use to treat conditions are safe and effective. What do you mean by effective? Effective means they do what they're supposed to do. Well, why would someone sell a product that doesn't do what they say it does? It's like those TV commercials. They say, oh, this can do like a million awesome things. When you actually get it, it does like one thing and it shuts down. It's so stupid. (laughs) Well, the quick answer is money. But let's stick to vaccines for today and visit that topic another time. I love that you're so curious about everything. Okay, yeah, but I'm still curious about how vaccines work. Okay, great. Well, they work a couple different ways, but they mostly trick your body into thinking you're sick without you actually being sick. Hey, that's cool. But how and why would they even do that? Remember proteins? Sure. Well, every living thing, including things that make us sick, are made from proteins. So what are you saying? So remember the army we have to fight the things that make us sick? Yeah, I remember we talked about that before. I think it's called the immune system. That's right. Well, your immune system is always searching for proteins that have gotten inside of us that don't belong there like bacteria proteins or virus proteins. And once they find a foreign protein, they can create things called antibodies. Antibodies are like the body's own smart bombs. They search for these foreign proteins and cause them to be destroyed. Cool. So how do vaccines use that to keep us from getting sick? Well, vaccines can also contain these same foreign proteins. So your body thinks that's being attacked by a bacteria or a virus, and your body will create antibodies to fight it off. So how does that keep us from getting sick in the future? Well, that's the coolest thing of all. You see, once we make the antibodies, we don't lose them. So if we get the real live bacteria or virus, we already have the smart bombs to kill them off before they can make us sick. Wow, scientists who create vaccines are the greatest. You got that right, Private. So, Skip, how does a microwave oven work? (laughs) Okay, time for some more research. Hey, you said that you already knew how they work, Fibber. I do know, but you learn best when you find out things for yourself. Yeah, sure, Buster. Look me in the eye and tell me that again. (laughs) Haha, that's pretty funny, Private. So, Private, what did you learn about microwave ovens? First, I learned you don't really know everything. And second, microwave ovens are pretty cool. Hmm, I thought I had you fooled for a while there. So tell me, how do they work? Inside is a thingy called a magnetron. It sounds like a science fiction blaster or something. Yeah, it does. So what does it do? It creates microwaves. Micro means small, so microwave means small wave. The length of the wave is around 12 centimeters, or about 5 inches. Hey, we talked about wavelengths last week. Yep, matter and energy are connected. And since everything is either matter or energy, when you understand those two things, you begin to understand how all things really work. 
So tell me more. The magnetron creates the waves and puts them into the metal box with a door and a window in it. But you're not supposed to put metal inside a microwave, and yet it's made of metal. How does that work? Skip, I learned that it's the shape of the metal that counts. The sparks that can happen are caused by a buildup of charged particles. Hey, like the shock I gave my sister when I shuffled my feet on the carpet. <laughs> That's right. Forks, spoons, aluminum foil can build up pretty strong charges, so it's best not to put them in the microwave. But can't the waves escape from the holes in the glass of the door and harm people? The holes are too small for the waves to escape. Remember how the wavelength is five inches? They can't get out of the little holes in the window. So how does a microwave make food hot? Well, Skip, most food has liquid water in it. So? Well, it has something to do with water molecules being polar, but I don't really get what that means. Polar means that the molecules of water have positive ends and negative ends. Do you remember the globe I showed you a few weeks ago? It had a north pole and a south pole on it, and through those poles runs a magnetic field that consists of positive and negative ends. Yeah, I remember, so... Remember we also talked about how positive charges are attracted to negative charges? Kinda. Well, because water has a positive end and a negative end, and microwaves also have a positive and negative end, when the positive end of the water gets close to the negative end of the microwave, they attract, causing the water molecule to move toward it. But then the positive end of the wave comes by, and so the positive end of the water is pushed back the other way. And since the wave is going really, really fast, the water is pushed and pulled really fast, causing them to speed up. And what happens when molecules speed up? They have more energy and get hotter. I get it. But why doesn't everything get hotter? My dad makes coffee in the microwave oven, and the cup doesn't get hot, but the water does. Remember, only materials that are made of molecules that can move will get hotter. That's why ice takes a long time to melt. The molecules are locked in place. It can't move very well. The same is true of ceramic, paper, glass cups, and plates. Molecules can't move, so they can't get hot from the microwaves. Cool. Yay, science. Got that right, Private. Well, that's our podcast for this week. Come back next week for another episode of Science is Funny. And a big thank you to Zach Hogue for creating and recording our intro music. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget to visit our website at www.scienceisfune.com or listen to it on iTunes, Google Music, Podbean, or just search for Science is Fun E in your favorite podcast app. To suggest possible topics for upcoming episodes, email topics at sciencesfune.com. You can email me at private at sciencesfune.com or skipper at sciencesfune.com. I'm private, a.k.a. Avery, hoping you have a great week, TTYL.